happy to talk to Susan from Calmar Library today, a library in the Yellowhead Regional Library System. We reminisced about a lot of good books and our moms. Hi Susan, how are you today? Hi Tanya, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks for being part of this Track Pack Road Trip yes. podcast. You're episode six. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Can you tell us your name, a little bit about the library in the town you live in? Okay, mine, uh, I live, uh, the library is Calmar Public Library, uh, Calmar, Alberta. We're about uh, half an hour or so uh, southwest of, uh, of Edmonton, and my name is Susan Parkinson Wallace, and I have been the manager here going into my seventh year now. How many people work at your library? Uh, we have about five, um, and then not counting our volunteers, of course. Um, just because we've had to let them go since COVID, but we have about five that work part-time here. The Coal Lake is, um, belongs to Northern Lights Library System and Calmar, is that Yellowhead? That's Yellowhead, yes. Yellowhead. Yellowheads, yes. Yeah. Don't the patrons love that they can borrow over 15 million items through it track? Is, it's amazing, and we have so many patrons that use it on a regular basis, which is fabulous. Um, I come from BC, and I am thoroughly impressed the way Alberta has um, joined all their libraries together. I think it's just fabulous. Yeah, I've lived in many provinces across Canada. And I think by far Alberta has the best interlibrary loan system. I agree. I agree 100%. And not only that, it's, I'm also uh, really impressed with the, with the fact that smaller communities have libraries. Um, I came from a very small community um, and actually my goal was to start a library in it because I was an hour to an hour and a half away from a library. Wow. Um, so I love the fact that, you know, I mean, there, yes, there's a library. Leduc is, you know, 20, 25 minutes away from me. Devon's another 20 minutes away from me. Thorsby's another 20. But the fact that people don't have to travel far and wide to get to a library, it, the accessibility is just amazing in Alberta. Well done, Alberta. Well done. And I, I don't know about your library, but the staff here are heavy users of interlibrary loan system as well. What about your library? Yeah, they, they definitely use it. I have one particular, two actually, that really use it a lot. Um, we have a little bit of a challenge here in that though, because we like to do staff picks. And so I keep telling them, your staff pick has to be from the library. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just so that we give our, our patrons a knowledge of what's actually in our library. Uh -huh. and, that was interesting with COVID because, of course, as you know, with COVID, the interlibrary loan system stopped. And um, what we noticed when we opened up prior to opening up the uh, interlibrary loan offers, uh, our patrons got to know what was in their home library. Yes. And they were amazed. It's almost like they didn't realize that, oh, you, you, you have that book? Oh, oh, you have that DVD? Oh, that TV series? Um, and so what it did is it actually gave our patrons an opportunity to see what they have at home. And that was kind of a good thing, actually. <laughs> and wasn't it fun to watch the patrons browse? Because so few people browse, but people were taking their time and whole families were browsing. Yes, yeah. I agree. They were coming in here and actually looking at, as I say, at what we had. Because um, they, some of them actually, I have to be honest, some of them were very, uh, you know, when you open up, when you open up we found that we did after a couple of weeks, we didn't have that urgency because we had so much here, mm -hmm. uh, which was really nice, which was really nice. And our patrons kind of now, they also realize that, oh, we can request you to purchase things too. 
yes, you can. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, so I have to look at the positives that COVID has, has brought in to us. And that to me was one of them. Yeah, we've had to um, extend our interlibrary loan shelf because we were running out of room. It, it became so popular since we reopened. Yum. Our whole shelf is always full. <laughs> it, it, it's funny you should say that. I just put on our Facebook page, please come and pick me up. <laughs> because you're right. Our, uh, we have like drawers and our drawers are, are jam-packed. And today is actually bin day, we call it, of course, our interlibrary loan day. And so we know it's going to be even fuller. So yeah, we're kind of asking, come in and pick them up because they're getting, people are getting so many of them as well, not just one or two. They're big stacks for everybody, which is a good thing. Let's face it. We love it. <laughs> oh, that's neat. You call it bin day. We call it van run day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the happiest day here. I know. It's kind of like Christmas. It is. I know, I know. It's uh, one of my favorite times of the of the of the week. <laughs> Actually, it's yes. kind of like Christmas, and for a number of reasons, I I like to do it because it lets me know what people are asking for that we maybe were lacking in particular mm -hmm. genre or subject, and then of course there's always new stuff. So it's <laughs> you know the new the new items that are coming from Yellowhead come through Bin Day as well. So it's always a big pile on my desk that I get to work on on Wednesday morning, which is always fun, always fun. Yeah, interlibrary loan is useful that way because you can add those popular titles to your acquisitions list and then also you can recommend things that are popular or you can add them to your to be read pile. Yes, well, that. That, pile, that pile gets so big though after I know. Tuesdays. <laughs> it's good and bad about Tuesdays. <laughs> so since we're talking about books, can you tell us your all-time favorite book character? Oh, I have two. I had a hard uh -huh. time. I have a hard time picking. That's kind of like asking me what was my favorite book. Mm -hmm. And that's like asking a mother, which one is your favorite child, right? Mm -hmm. Same type of principle. Um, but I do have two in particular that kind of popped to my mind. Uh, one of them is Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. Mm -hmm. um, one of my all-time favorite children's book, of course. And I just, just, I don't know. I can't say enough about Charlotte's Web. And it will never leave this library, I know, in the sense of having it weeded out. Um, another one which kind of some people find kind of surprising is I love Pony Boy Curtis in The Outsiders. Um, uh -huh. I, I still remember reading the book, um, going home from school on the bus and reading the book and crying. Um, mm. And that's a long time ago, let me tell you. Mm. Uh, but I absolutely love that character. I loved his innocence. I love the fact that he um, that he was, you know, he of course was the narrator of the book and his insight as to his friends and his and recognizing just how hard the world can be. Uh, sad book, but still a fabulous book. So those are my, you know, the, oh, and I got to throw with Penny, Winnie the Pooh, of course, too, because of he's course. Another, <laughs> my favorite. So like I said, it was really hard to kind of come up with just a couple. And all those three books still go out at the Kole Public Library. It's nice that they've um, been around all these years and they still go out. They do, don't they? I know I noticed just the other day that I went for the outsiders so I could read up a little bit about, you know, my favorite character. It's out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not even in the library. So, yeah, no. And, when, and as you say, these are old items. Um, so the, when something is published does not mean anything in the library no. world, just, you know, really a fabulous way of handling things. I don't always go for the new stuff, even when I make recommendations to patrons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are there some authors that you would love to meet? Oh, yeah. well, you know, I'm, I'm a real mo uh, mystery buff. 
Mm-hmm. I would have loved to sit down with Agatha Christie. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you read all her books? And I've read, I believe, all of them and, um, and watched all of her shows in the sense of PBS or whatever it is, has so many of them. Um, but I'm also a big James Michener. Um, Hawaii, the book Hawaii really impacted me when I was younger. Um, and the other one would be um, James Clavel. Am I pronouncing that right? He's the one who did Shogun, Noble House, um, King Rat, which is a really skinny book, but um, I actually recommend it. Particularly, I think everyone out of high school should read King Rat. It kind of puts um, high school in perspective to me, even though it's a concentration camp, <laughs> or I should say a POW camp in the book. It has the same principle as far as I was concerned. Um, and it's kind of interesting because after I read all those books, I actually end up um, moving to Japan and living there for a couple of years. So, um, oh. yeah, I know, kind of cool, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought it was kind of cool. And it, didn't, it wasn't planned that way at all, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, because most of his books um, do it Noble House, Taipan, they're all centered around uh, Japan and China sort of thing and the relationship. So if you ever get a chance to read them, they're fabulous books. When we were doing curbside pickup, someone requested Shogun. Oh, yeah. did you have it? So they, we did, and we they took it out. Good, good. I bet you they enjoyed it. It's a great, yeah. great series, great series. So do you think there's any movies or TV shows that are... A little bit better than the book. You know, you, you tend to kind of say, you know, that uh, most movies you see is like, oh, the book was way better. But I have to be honest with you, uh, Stand By Me, um, which is a fabulous, you know, coming of age movie, was actually written by Stephen King under the title of The Body. And I read The Body, the movie, movie was so much better, yeah. so much better than even his books was. So... I'd say that's the one that comes to mind to me the most. I'm sure there's more out there, but that's the one that comes to mind the most to me. I would, when I, I would agree with that. You would agree with that? Yeah. I would agree with that. Well, it's funny because the movie was just on a co- like a week ago <laughs> and oh. I watched it again for the umpteenth time. I could almost recite the lines because um, <laughs> I've seen it so many times. It's just one I just never seem to get sick of. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything really memorable that's happened in your library? That you can comes to mind right away. Um, yeah, we actually, uh, as I said, we're a fairly small community. We have about 2,400 people here, um, and we're rural Alberta, which you know tends to be the the population of um, farmers and and that type of um, of atmosphere here. And recently, um, I think last year it was when we first started recognizing yes last year last year I think um, Pride Month in June. And, uh, you know, so we put together, we first, we enhanced our collection. And then we, of course, uh, we picked up the pride uh, flag and we did pride um, displays. But what we kept our flag up um, after it was even over. And so it's been up for well over a year now. And um, it was really interesting. A couple of weeks ago or so, uh, one of our young patrons came in and commented on the flag and basically expressed that because of that flag, they know that they can come here and it's a safe place. And that still brings goosebumps to me. Um, I think it's wonderful that we are able to make sure that everybody feels welcome here at the library. And um, yeah, that kind of that kind of resonated with me. And so now next year we know that we'll even do more, which is you know what we should be doing. Yeah, it's a great story. Thank you. <laughs> and starting in October, you're starting um, a virtual book club. Do you know what your title is going to be? 
Um, yeah, I, oh, oh, yeah, and I just happened to have it written here because I was just doing some advertising for it. Let me find it. Um, uh, where are you? Yes, November is actually when we're starting it um, because we're having trouble, some technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Okay. And then December is The German Girl. Mm -hmm. um, and if you ever get a chance to read what that one, good book. Blank. Yeah. To the German. I'm a historical fiction. I just got into that about three years ago. And um, yeah, really good book, The German Girl. Really good book. Based on true story sort of type of thing. And I'm not really much for nonfiction. I, you know, not really good for me to say that. But um, so those are our two first choices. And then from there, we're hoping that we build up enough clientele that will join the club that they can actually take turns picking out the books from there. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of plan. We've never done this before, so we don't know what it's going to look like. That's the thing about the virtual world for us. You know, we, we can honestly say we were not very strong on it before. Um, sure is a big learning curve. Mm -hmm. I wish you all the best with that. Well, thank you. Uh, one of your favorite authors is uh, one of my favorite authors. Oh. So you listed about four favorite authors. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. You can't pick. <laughs> um, so John Grisham, Lee Childs, Dan Brown, and Leanne Moriarty. Yes. Do you remember the first book you read of hers that you? Yes, I do. I do remember it. It was um, um, my husband's secret. Oh yeah. And, and um, I found it, and this still brings goosebumps to me. My mother has been, has been gone now for, oh gosh, probably 15 years. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I remember very fondly with memories of my mom is we used to read books together, even though we lived a province to two provinces apart and sometimes around the world apart. Um, and then we would talk about the books. And I actually went to pick up the phone to phone my mom mm -hmm. about this book, and she'd been gone. <laughs> That's how much oh. I, I wanted to talk to her about oh. it. I wanted to, like, what would you do? What would, and I don't want to do any spoiler alerts here, but I wanted, like, oh my gosh, if you had that information about your husband, what would you do? Mm -hmm. You know, um, so yeah. Uh, and then after that, I was hooked on her. So I've read, you know, Alice Remembers, and, or What Alice Remembers, I think it's called. And um, yeah, I find, I thoroughly enjoy her writing, very much so. Very she She's one author I can consistently recommend to people and they always come back saying good things and they want more. Yeah, you're right. Because there's sometimes I'll recommend an author and the, that one book is really good. And then, you know, their second one comes out and it's like, eh, a little bit of a letdown. She has never let me down. I agree with you on that one. She has never, you're right. I can very confidently um, give hers out. She doesn't seem to mass produce them. Like she doesn't have a formula, the same formula for each of her books. And I think that's what is so attractive with her, her with her writing. Mm -hmm. So you bought a really interesting book lately called The Sloth Yoga. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, I didn't even buy it for the library. Sorry. Oh, did, I might have actually, and maybe that's how I found it. Um, yeah, I, I have a great grandbaby. Uh -huh. And um, she is just oh, about a year and a half now. And so I'm actually putting together her Christmas bundle. And uh, this year, my goal is to give her 24 books, uh, or 25 books, actually, from, for December 1st on. So each day, she gets <gasps> a new book to read. Uh, I know. It's um, like 25 days to Christmas. Yes, but with books. But with, with books, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So that was one of the, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones I've given her. I know uh, 
uh, in my pile. Um, Halloween bugs, uh, the blue truck, because she loves trucks for some reason. Oh, blue truck's so popular at the library. Isn't that? No, I know. I buy like three or four of them every year just because <laughs> they don't last. Um, but she loves sloth. So she, one of her favorite stuffies is Aww. a sloth. And her mother does yoga. So I thought Aww. it was... Yeah, so that was my, my latest book that I per actually purchased. I'm kind of bad. I don't do a lot of purchasing for myself. I really do utilize the library to its full capacity. Me too. Unless it's a cookbook. Oh, do you have a favorite cookbook author? Uh, no, I don't. Isn't that funny? Oh, actually, you know what? That's not really true. There is um, a, a, a chef that... Um, in, indigenous chef that works at, who runs the um, River Cree restaurant. And he has won... I think he became... his came third in some world cooking and so I actually bought his cookbook just because someday I'm going to get him to sign it for me um, and I've enjoyed that one I've enjoyed that one and I, I can't remember his name Shane something I believe oh can I tell you something about cookbooks Certainly. so we 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 run a cookbook book club uh -huh. and so every month we'll have a theme mm-hmm and some of the peeps, so we bring in a bunch of library books on that theme. Yeah. Because then you pick out a recipe and you make it and then you bring it to the library and you share that meal with everyone. But some people were using, they were looking and using those cookbooks um, to see if they wanted to buy them afterwards. So it was like a little preview. Yeah, exactly. We also have that program at the library. Oh, you do? We do. We've been doing it for about six years now. Uh -huh. um, very popular and actually because of COVID, of course, and you can't try each other's, you know, recipes. And we do along the same lines. Sometimes we bring books in, sometimes they get to pick their own. Um, I know our very last one before COVID hit was <laughs> uh, the main ingredient had to be celery. <laughs> so mm. We had everything from celery cupcakes and it was great. We are actually starting that program up again. Um, we are too. Are you? We're doing it virtually. We are too. Are you? So what we can, so we're doing cheese next month. <laughs> so I brought in um, one hour cheese book. I think I brought, I basically cleaned out track and brought them all in. And then we've um, purchased um, the ingredients that I don't want them to go in and get the citric acid and all that stuff. So there's some of the stuff and we purchased and we put into little kits. So when they pick up the book, they also get their kit. Mm -hmm. And along with the web, uh, the uh, YouTube video of the author, doing one of the cheeses and then and then i'm sending them out um our uh, uh zoom whatever whatever company we use uh, go we actually use go to meetings uh to meet and then we'll try our cheeses and stuff and talk about how easy or hard it was to make um at our actual meeting time oh that's awesome i know we're so excited <laughs> It's still not as good as, I mean, we love the trying of all the food. We have had, and we bring in our disasters too. Let me tell you, there is many times <laughs> I have made stuff that you don't really want to try. I'm just proving to you that I actually tried to make it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then it goes into the garbage. And of course, my husband gets a little test before I usually bring it in. And I either get a, you can give that to anybody you want after you're done, or <laughs> why are you giving it all like why are you taking it all so he's kind of my tester but isn't it fun if fun club fun club yeah yeah and we were lucky enough to partner with the senior society here in the building and they let us use their kitchen their oh. utensils their oh i'm so uh, jealous their just oh they're amazing 
And it's funny because we started just before COVID, we were full. We had um, our capacity was we were doing a kids in the kitchen and um, we don't have a kitchen here. So I have partnered with the seniors club, which is like a block away. And that is our goal is once we go back to, you know, being able to do in-house programming is we're going to be utilizing their kitchen too. But you are so lucky to have it there right in the building. That is so lucky. I'm so jealous. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> Our library is pretty small though. I couldn't, I could not fit in a kitchen here. <laughs> we are very good at making use of the space we do have though, aren't we? Oh, and, and, and even our facilities are surrounding us, you know, we're really good at um, partnering, resource finding, that type of thing. And I'll give you an example. We just partnered with um, the Leduc, I uh, know, I think it's called the Leduc County Fire services they have a huge building uh, a couple blocks from us which we have to drive there which is unfortunate but uh, we are now doing in in programming in-house programming at their facilities because their program room is like double ours um, so we can have x amount of people and still you know follow social social distancing and stuff and they're giving it to us for free so those part those partnerships are just you know they just make me warm and fuzzy because we're so lucky. We are so lucky that there's so many other organizations that are willing to do that. Recognizing that as a library, we're a nonprofit. We don't have a big budget. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, they, I actually just finished picking up the key just the other day. <laughs> so, isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful. I know. I know. We're very happy. We're very happy. And I have to say any organization that I tend to contact, they are more than willing to partner with the library, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I heard that you used to have pets at the library. You must have some stories about that. <laughs> when I uh, took on this job, um, I, I remember in the interview, someone had made a comment about that, that we have a few in-house pets. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I thought maybe I should have, I don't know, maybe I was too nervous or it was just, you know, I, I don't ask them what the pets were. So I remember my very first day coming to the library um, by myself and opening up the door. And I remember going out into the circulation area there around the desk and I could hear this sound. So I'm turning on the lights and there's this huge tank with this huge snake in it. And he's <laughs> trying to get up. Like, and of course there's, you know, there's this, this cage thing over top of it. I grabbed a bunch of books. <laughs> so there's no way I wanted him out of there. His name was Taco, so we actually, I found that we Aww. had, uh, we had the, a, a snake, a gecko, and a tarantula. Um, and uh, I can honestly say I tried once to feed the snake, and of course they like rats. Um, I, I dropped this, the rat on, on the snake when I screamed, when he jumped <laughs> at it. Um, having said that, we end, up ha we end up having one of our patrons who was, uh, I don't know, she, she had no problem coming in and feeding the snake. So once a month she would come and do that until the pet store that was close to us stopped carrying crickets and stuff. And so we end up um, giving the snake and uh, the gecko and the tarantula to a rescue service and they found homes for all of them. Did so the now gecko, we don't, pardon me? Did, did they have names too, the gecko and the? Um, no, it's, oh, I know that the, the tarantula did, she, she was rosy. And the gecko, I don't remember a name, so I don't think the gecko had a name. He was, he never left his little, he was really skimmish. He never left his little home. Yeah. There. Even when I put crickets out, 
you know, a lot of crickets that they like to eat. Um, we never saw him eating. Like he just, he just was really, really skittish. So he never, I, from my understanding, he was never out of the cage, his habitat, which is unfortunate when he was young because he would have been, you know, a better pet that way. But I think some school in St. Albert got him actually. <laughs> so, at least they all got rescued, which is really good. Yeah, we have three aquariums here and one of them has a turtle in it. That's what I wanted, is a turtle. Yeah, and she, she is, well, I can't say enough about her. <laughs> she, um, she brings in a lot of patrons to the library, a lot of attention. What kind of turtle is she? Um, she's called a golden spine turtle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chinese golden spine turtle, she's called. I'm gonna look her up. Does she ha do require a, a big habitat? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. okay, now there's our problem. <laughs> so when I was, a kid, I remember going to a library all the time with my mom, and I remember the library always had a big aquarium. That's why I always wanted an aquarium for here, and all these aquariums and fish and the turtle were donated. Oh, no. I'm just, I'm really happy that I have that memory. Um, did you have a memory, an early memory from when yeah. you were a kid? Um, I have a couple of them. My mom is a big reader, huge reader, actually, and uh, yeah, every Saturday um, we went down to the library and we had this huge blue bag. <laughs> Remember the bag more than anything, and we were allowed to fill that bag until we until we couldn't fill it anymore. And that was kind of the okay. Now we have enough to last us at least a couple weeks. Yeah. And then of course I come from a you know I'm I'm got up there in years, and the little community that I lived in. Prior to that library, we used to have a bookmobile that would come up from the major city, which was about an hour, hour and a half away. And I remember every two, three weeks going to the bookmobile. Oh, bookmobiles are cool. Aren't they cool? Yeah. And yes. it was a bus. It was this old bus. And uh, yeah. And yeah, they would just try to. And it, what I liked about it, it was kind of like a like an interlibrary loan system, just not quite the way we have it now, because I would tell the um, the bus driver or their librarian, what books I was interested in. And so the next time she came up, there would be what I was uh, looking for, which was really nice. Like magic. Yeah, like magic. It was like Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> so have you read, watched, or listened to anything lately that you want to recommend to us? Oh, oh, what am I reading right now? I'm actually reading a, an author I've never tried before. Graham Moore is his name. Um, and I'm reading The Holdout, which is about a criminal case that um, uh, the, um, they went with non-guilty for this. And I won't go into too much with it. Suffice to say that once the jurors came out of, um, you know, once they are allowed out into the real world, they got to read everyone's opinion about what, the, what they felt was the verdict should, should have been. They found out that the general population felt that this person should have been guilty of killing this child. Um, and ten year, go, then it goes 10 years later and they're trying to reenact it and um, it's, I'm about halfway through and I'm, I'm actually quite impressed with it so far. Um, it has all the twists and turns that you kind of like in a thriller mystery type of thing and uh, yeah, I would probably now look for Mr. Graham Moore's, I would look at other books of his now because I am definitely, definitely enjoying the holdout. And you were telling me you just finished *Man in the High Castle*. Oh, the oh yeah, I forgot about that. The um, the prime 
the Prime Show, the series, they have Man in the High Castle. I have been looking for it to purchase for the library. And of course, um, it's a Prime um, Amazon show, and they're not doing it on DVD or even Blu-ray yet. I'm hoping with all the letters I'm sending them, <laughs> that, they will, that they will see there's a need for it. Because I can think of so many of my patrons who would just thoroughly enjoy that show. Have you seen it? Not yet, but now Not it's yet. on my list. It is. It's a little bizarre and you got to, it's one of those shows that you, you, you have to stop if you're going to go get something to eat <laughs> because if you miss something, you'll miss something. Yeah. It's, and it goes back in time. It goes back and forth. And, um, yeah, it's a different look of what would have happened had, uh, uh, World War II turned out a different way. It's interesting. Very interesting. One thing I, I'm really curious about is your Dungeons and Dragons kit. Yes, the Dungeons and Dragons kit that we never see. Um, yeah, we had a Dungeons and Dragons club here for a little while, for about a year, and then they moved to the school, and so we lost them, which we're very sad about. But we, um, we felt that there is no kit out there that would enable somebody to even learn the game. And it's pretty expensive to start off with something if you, you know, have to buy everything. So about two years ago, we put together a Dungeons and Dragons kit. It has everything you need um, to run a Dungeons and Dragon evening, tournament, weekend, whatever. And it is gone. We have to actually request it to come home so that we can make sure that all the pieces are there and that type of thing. It's that popular. It's, yeah. it's I know it's amazing. <laughs> it's great for storytelling, being imaginative. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've got to learn how to play it. I think so. My nephew tells me because I just learned that my nephew plays it with a group online, and so now I'm like, oh, maybe I really should look into this. <laughs> my brother runs a comic shop in Regina, and they have Dungeons and Dragons night. Oh, interesting! Interesting. I don't know. I wonder if the comic shop here in Edmonton, I'm sure they must have read something like that. I'll have to find out just to kind of go and observe more than anything to see how it's played. And what are in your literacy kits? Oh, we have, um, we have five literacy kits, um, things, uh, and they're quite extensive. We've spent a great deal of money on them. You don't just get books in them. You get games, puzzles. Um, sometimes there's crafts on, you know, um, um, songs, rhymes, mostly um, mostly puzzles and games is what we tended to go with or counting. So there's anything from um, things that go, things that live in the water, uh, farming. Um, one of the one we just finished actually last month, and so it's just going to Yellowhead right now to get um, to get catalog, is reading readiness. Um, and so we put different books in there to help parents kind of getting their children at different ages and different stages getting ready to uh, to read. What we also have done, we're actually just waiting to do it now, is all those kits were kind of geared towards the kids. And what we decided was um, we were going to put two to three books in each of our kits that are geared towards the parent. So oh, we're, what a good idea. So we're actually, I just finished buying and I'm just looking at the titles now. Um, Loose Parts, Loose Parts 2, The Whole Brain Child, those type of uh, books. So that's what we're going to do. So now we're not just aiming towards the child. We're kind of giving the, the parents some skills to have and, and, and to read up on 
on you know how they can help their kids so yeah we just uh, i just contacted what yellowhead is to find out how do i add to my kids <laughs> so that's what we'll be doing in the next week or so that is a kinda, great idea yeah isn't that kind of cool and actually that's a result of a partnership um uh for the last oh gosh even before i started in calmar i was part of a the coalition for um Oh, can't remember, Leduc County's coalition and it helps literacy and just forming children's brains and all that. And with the uh, last year, we had to disband because our funding went away. And so we had some money in the bank. And so what they did is they gave me a nice little chunk of it to put towards literacy and parents, parenting, parenting books, that type of thing. And so this is what I did with some of the money. Yeah, part. So track is all about partnerships. It really <laughs> do so it. much more. Oh, I know, I know. And I sit back and, and I'm so grateful because, you know, a smaller library, our budget's quite small. Um, I would not have been able to do this unless I had done one book or two books every year. But to finish it off all at once is, is great. And it's because of these partnerships, again, that work so well with us. So I'd like to end with the question, uh, what is your favorite snack or drink to have when you're reading? <laughs> I'm a tea, tea buff. Um, and we have actually here at the library, I think out of the five staff, four of us, it's six staff, there's four of us that are really big tea buffs. So a cup of tea, I like apples and cheese. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel that I, I used to try to popcorn and stuff, but they lift stuff in my fingers and I didn't want to get the books dirty. So, <laughs> so apples and cheese tend to be a little bit uh, tidier and that's what I like to eat while I'm reading. We have, uh, speaking of tea, we have an outdoor reading garden here at the library and we grew um, plants that could be turned into tea. So it was like a tea garden. So at the end of the season, our director dried them all and then we gave them away as a prize in it like a tea basket of homemade teas. Oh, I am so jealous. A tea? Oh, uh, the fact that you even have a reading garden. I have a parking lot. <laughs> 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 but that's okay. We have parks all over here that we actually utilize with the town, partnership with the town when we do programming at the parks. That's a great idea though. That's something I could do in my own garden though. Thank you for mm -hmm. that little idea. <laughs> You're welcome. There's a lot of books and track about it if you want to read up on it. I, I know we've been bringing some of them in because we're thinking of doing a tea program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was so great talking to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Tanya. And you have a good rest of the day. And we'll see you later. Thank you so much. You as well. Bye now. Bye.